In the rapidly changing world, healthcare needs are constantly evolving and clinicians need to find new ways to deliver care. And often the best way to do that is by looking back. Without Marie Curie, there would be no pioneering improvements to medical imaging today. If Edward Jenner didn't inoculate a 13-year-old with cowpox, there wouldn't even be a space for Professor Ian Fraser's cervical cancer vaccine. Our clinicians are standing on the shoulders of those who came before them, learning, growing and advancing. Hindsight isn't 2020. It's our future. As budgets tighten and the burden on the health system increases, local services need to be creative in finding new ways to deliver care. But what's the key to success in this rapidly changing environment? Improving services to meet the specific needs of their local community. Facing an improvement project can be a daunting task, but there are so many resources available to support project managers to achieve their success. Marta Health's Kerry Allen and Katie Day applied the principles of lean and A3 methodologies to improve the patient care journey. They joined us to share how it helped their success. <laughs> so why is there never room at the inn? There wasn't then and there isn't now. In early 2019, we were repeatedly asking ourselves this question. So our patient journey improvement initiative was born and we decided to follow the A3 methodology thinking to address this. So firstly, a little bit about us. We are Australia's largest maternity healthcare provider, extending across Brisbane and beyond. And we are unique in providing both public and private services and delivering over 10,000 babies a year and 6,000 of those are publicly funded. So what was our problem? We had clear patient flow issues causing bed blocks throughout the whole mother's hospital. Our 41 bed public postnatal unit had delayed discharges. And this in turn affected women post cesarean and mothers delivering in birth suite from entering the postnatal unit. Furthermore, there was access block to birth suite for women waiting on the antenatal floor. So as part of A3 thinking, we looked at the current condition first and we wanted to spend a considerable amount of time here, four weeks actually, and we mapped our current state. We spoke to all our stakeholders, including consumers. We collected data, we surveyed, we interviewed staff and patients, we tracked midwives and medical staff about the discharge process occurring currently. And what we discovered is a widespread lack of awareness among mothers, firstly, of their length of hospital stay. Only 41% actually knew which day they were going home. And many expressed the inefficiencies with the communication and coordination of the discharge. We unearthed gross inefficiencies and barriers with all members trying to see women to prepare them for discharges. There seemed to be this endless circling and queuing 
as staff were forced to repeatedly check if the woman was free to see before her discharge, only then to discover that she was still down the hall in the breastfeeding class. This resulted in tasks and procedures being rushed and mothers drowning in a sea of information and education. As part of our current condition, we gathered the data on the current bed block so we could prove we improved, we were hopeful. The green line here indicates the number of births per month and the red blocks are the months in the lead up to our improvement beginning in May 2019. And it shows a range of 35 to 62% of the month having a state of bed block. So you can see the impact, things needed to change. So again, following our A3 model of improvement, we set our target condition to reduce bed block from that average of 47% monthly to less than 20% in three months. So I'll now hand over to Katie to show you how we did that. Okay, so how did we go about it? Our next step was to run our first ever rapid improvement event. It was a one day event and um, it was undoubtedly the most critical factor to the success of this initiative. So I'm just gonna spend a little bit of time giving you of an overview of how we ran that day. So we set aside a whole day and we asked all the directors of all the multidisciplinary teams if they could send us two representatives. We wanted one person that worked at the front line and so knew the true current state and we needed another person that had the authority to make the decisions. In total, we had 33 people attend and including the people I was just telling you about, we also had consumers, we had data analytics and a couple of others, senior directors as well that were overseeing the whole service. We used A3 thinking, as Kerry was just talking about. And so we got them all in a room and we got a member from each team up and asked them to present to the whole group what their current state is. So what are the barriers that they are facing? Now, this was pretty confronting to quite a few people who were out there very, you know, passionate about the work that they were doing, but they heard that their well-intentioned work practices were actually causing major barriers to patient care. As each group presented, we put up on post-it notes the barriers as they were talking about them. And then having heard all of the barriers, we got everyone up and moving and we gave them five stickers each and we asked them to vote on what they thought the top five barriers were. It was then that the real fun began. We created seven stations with one barrier at each one and we divided everyone into groups. Every group had five minutes to brainstorm any possible countermeasure that they could think of. We really encouraged blue sky thinking and everyone was really engaged to do this. And it was a bit of a military operation on the timer. Now, after lunch, which was yummy and the essential ingredient to motivating any clinician, I'm sure you know, we gave them more stickers and we voted for the two countermeasures that we really wanted to actually start working on today. So after working on that for a couple of hours, of which the two that they voted for was to work out some form of discharge calculator or guide and also to work on the education piece. We spent a lot of time on that and then we got everyone back together and we looked at the key countermeasures and we gained agreement then and there of what we were going to work on next week, next month and in the next three to six months. It also got people thinking about the improvements that um, they want to work on in their own team, which you'll see a bit of in a moment. What did we achieve in one day? 
Well, firstly, the most powerful thing was the unified commitment to work together to improve the experience of women, babies and staff was really inspiring. The feedback after the event was overwhelmingly positive. My favourite comment, however, was, just well done. I'd been volunteered to attend and I really wasn't keen. I thought the day would be very long. However, I really enjoyed the day and I found it really useful. But most importantly, we determined as a group what the root cause to the bed block was. And quite simply, the root cause was that there was no consensus opinion of when the mother was going home. And the mother had no idea either. So what we did was the discharge, we created a very simple discharge calculator. We wondered if we could set a time of discharge based on the time that the mother gave birth. And after some practicing, we came up with this very simple piece. And so what we did, we put them on lanyard cards so every staff member had that. We also spread the same news to birth suite and clinic. And so all of a sudden, everyone had an idea of when they were going home and we load leveled across the day. Women give birth 24 hours a day, so why on earth were we all of a sudden expecting them to all leave at 10 a.m. the next morning? So we load leveled, gave some structure to the day. We continued this communication onto the new patient communication boards so that they were at the bedside, so the mum knew when she was going home and also knew what needed to happen. Our journey board was the source of truth. So the um, window that each woman had been allocated for discharge was up on the journey board and each member of the multidisciplinary team had a column and we had a system using a triangle so that we could see how far through their processes everyone was. So that wasn't the only um, initiative that we did. We trialled many other countermeasures. So I'm just going to give you a very brief overview. We changed completing the obstetric debriefs to occurring prior to the woman was transferred up to the ward. Healthy hearing were given a room to test the babies in. Previously, they would go in and the baby would be awake and they'd have to fail the test. Now mums could bring their baby along when the baby was asleep. We had short education videos uploaded onto the bedside entertainment system. The physios created their own system for prioritising discharges. We moved the women that were having caesarean sections. Their prep was previously happening on the ward. We moved that to the day procedure unit. The breastfeeding clinic was one of the big changes. So as opposed to having everyone turn up at one time, it was now a longer drop-in clinic over four hours. And the doctors were able to prioritise a lot of their work and even start the morning discharges the night before. The result, coordination and standard care. So how do we actually know that we made a difference. Well, first off, we moved mothers knowing their discharge, day of discharge from 41% to 96%, and the 79% of communication boards were completed. We also reduced the length of stay. This wasn't a target, but it was quite a nice added financial benefit, um, which went down from 2.2 to 1.9. We surveyed the staff and they were satisfied. And going back to our original target, this is what we achieved with regards to bed block. So as you can see, we've had five months with actually no bed block and only one month recorded 16%, which correlates with high activity. We were pretty happy. This is our final A3. It's pretty complex, but it does have all the information we're happy to share with others. So in summary, what have been our, our key achievements? 
undoubtedly collaboration and commitment of the entire multidisciplinary team, individual teams gaining a lot of experience in real-time improvement, the discharge calculator, reduced length of stay, enhanced patient communication, and most importantly, we found a way to create room at the end. Thank you. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.